You're listening to Three White Lions. I am Gloria Christie, and welcome to my second podcast, my Thursday podcast, which is totally different from Monday's podcast. I'm going to read you the first chapter of America, Where Do I Fit? It's the first chapter of a book I'm writing, and it's for kids of all ages. The Three White Lions also tells bedtime news stories on Monday night. But tonight, I'm going to read one action-packed chapter about where is our place in history. On Mondays, I read bedtime news stories I wrote for the liberal online newspaper, the, the Bipartisan Report. If you would like to read them instead, you can find them at bipartisanreport.com or shorter versions in my newsletter on Substack with Gloria Christie Reports. Tonight, you'll hear about Wild West gangs and that fateful day of January 6th. When I was in high school, my family lived in eastern Kansas on my grandpa and grandma Christie's farm. That was back when people could actually earn a good living on a family farm. They died just as the prices dropped through the bottom of the bushel baskets. You know, the baskets that we picked apples off of the trees and filled. Their farm, it was a fantastic place to grow up. On the road right outside of our house, Jesse James and his gang traveled in bleeding Kansas. William Quantrill and his raiders headed north on it on their way to burn down Lawrence, Kansas. Imagine right in front of our house. Of course, it was earlier by a substantial amount. One of the guys in Quantrill's gang, he was beyond crazy. And then there were the slaves who escaped and rushed to the safety of the Underground Railroad a mile, less than a mile away in a little town that no longer exists. This was around 1856, right, at, right before the Civil War began with the Battle of Blackjack. And that happened just a couple of miles away from where I grew up. You can still see the wagon ruts from when wagon trains traveled on the Santa Fe Trail from Independence, Missouri. I pronounce it Missouri, but many say Missouri. And the Santa Fe Trail went all the way down to Santa Fe, New Mexico. That's an 800-mile trip one way. They only covered 20 miles on a good day. So what was that? It was like a 40-day trip if it never rained. Now we can fly it in over four hours. People back then could not even begin to imagine 
what a plane flying that far would be like. I'll tell you these exciting stories, but first, why am I writing this book and why am I reading it to you? Well, when I took Kansas Civics and American History, the teachers turned something incredibly interesting and squeezed the life out of each page, straining out everything until all the life of it until only the dates and battle names remained. I hated those classes and I liked school. So let's put some fun back into it, all right? There is never going to be a test here. You do not have to commit this to memory because we know rote memory never worked really. All you have to do is listen and your brain will do the rest. I'm not going to start with the Mayflower shit that brought a group of intrepid people to Plymouth Rock, Massachusetts. And by the way, that rock disappointed me sorely. Apparently people have chipped off so many pieces, they didn't leave much. I'm not even going to start with Christus, Christopher Columbus, who quote, sailed the ocean blue in 1492, because we know he did not discover America, the Vikings did. Oh, and those are some interesting stories for later. I'm going to start with what is going on right now, because my friends, you are living at a time that will show up in all the history books of the future. Your generations will be famous. Not only that, this is a time when each person has the opportunity to become a hero. Really, it doesn't take that much, actually, and that makes it all the better. I say we start with January 6th of this year. What were you doing on the afternoon when a group of 8,000 angry people walked to the United States Capitol building, a group that filled up all the way to the horizon. You can see it in the videos. If you want to walk around Washington DC virtually, you can go to Muriel Bowser, M-U-R-I-E-L, Bowser, B-O-W-S-E-R. She's the current mayor of Washington, D.C., and she has a cool app for that. Okay, back to the story. Imagine all those people seething from the Washington Monument as how it looked in the distance. And the monument's that tall obelisk all the way from there to the symbol of our democracy, the famous domed Capitol building. That is dark brown barbell-shaped building on the map of the app I just told you about. One time I was going to go meet Senator Ted Kennedy 
about healthcare for people with disabilities, and I'd never been to Washington, D.C. before. He's the brother, of course, of our president, John F. Kennedy. So here I was roaming around Washington, D.C. in a cab. When we got to the Capitol, the cab driver did not know where Senator Kennedy's office was. I thought, oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding, he's famous. So any, I didn't say that. So anyway, he let me off on Independence Avenue and that was at the Southwest edge corner of the Capitol grounds. And let me tell you, that is one humongous building. I wouldn't have normally minded walking from there all the way to the other side of it, but Senator Kennedy's office was, and I mean blocks, city blocks away. I don't know how, how long the building is, but I guess it's about four blocks. And I had managed to break my leg, so I wasn't getting around all that well. And I had this appointment with, with Senator Kennedy. The Capitol building is awesome on the outside and beautiful on the inside. The people who make our laws, the ones we have to follow right here and now. And this has been going on in this building for decades and decades and decades. On one side is the House of 435 representatives. Right now, it's half, about half and half Democrats and Republicans. The Democrats' um, speaker, Nancy Pelosi, She's a Democrat from San Francisco, California. She has a few more votes, but if she loses those, the, those extra few, then the House will not be democratically run. It'll be run by the, the um, Republicans. And on the other side of the building sit a hundred senators in the Senate. But I didn't have time to go in. And by the way, we're about 50-50 on that too. With the Democrats with one more votes, but only if Vice President Kamala Harris goes in and throws her vote in the mix. So anyway, on January 6th, these people came marching forward. They didn't looked like peaceful protesters I had seen. Now, at the very beginning, it looked like they were. But when they got to the edge of the grounds, it was all these angry people. And the rest of them faded away. History will tell us that these people believed they were doing, or at least most of them, were doing the right thing. They believed 
that the president uh, at the time had invited them to save our democracy. There's a problem with that, but I won't go into it now. Like a general, he invited them to come to the city of Washington, D.C., not, not, Washington, not Washington on the West Coast, and take back his presidency. As far as these people, most of them, were concerned, this was a battle for the life of their country, our country. They were taking in their place in history for sure. Unfortunately, it was based upon what people are calling the big lie. You're hearing about that in the news. And what is that? Well, our 45th president, Donald Trump, it was a surprise when he first took office in 2016. For him, it was kind of a lark, a great way to gin up some great name recognition, a nearly free, years-long ad. What could go wrong? Well, 45 won. People were so surprised that he won that they were stunned. Even Donald Trump was surprised he had won. He starred in the TV reality show, The Apprentice, and managed his dad's commercial real estate business before that in New York. Mr. Trump thought he would win his reelection, but this time he did not. Even presidents have their human flaws. One of the rulers in his family, when, uh, one of the rules in his family when he was growing up was that the worst thing you can be called is a loser. When he lost, Mr. Trump just couldn't fit that inside of his brain. And sometimes when that happens, people tell themselves that they were not losers, they won. And it sounds like he believes that he did now. So that's why he invited all the people to Washington to attack our Capitol building. Only about 800 people decided to go inside, and that is where they got in trouble. They were going after, they had thought that they were supposed to go after the lawmakers who were all there. I mean, the Republicans and Democrats. So it wasn't any particular one. It was all of them. Some of these people were pretty violent. As is true, even with Quantrill's Raiders, who rode into that eastern Kansas town on their horses and burned it down. Some of the people coming into the Capitol were organized as much as a military and others were just along for the day. The Capitol Police were pretty shocked to see what looked like a rioting mob coming right at them. They fought valiantly for hours.
because it is their job to protect our capital. The lawmakers and all of the many, many staff members who work for them. And then things got really rough. Many of the people melted away because they hadn't been interested in violence. But these 800 men and women scaled the Capitol walls, and you can see this in the videos. They broke the glass windows and forced open the doors. Most of them did not carry guns, but they did use anything they could find and turn it into a weapon, like the bars in a bike stand looking crowd control fence, and even flagpoles. In the end, they killed one of the Capitol Police and injured 140 more of them some very seriously. You may have seen the clips of the crowd crushing a police officer in a doorway. The police shot one of the women who was right at the Senate chamber and she died. One person in the crowd fell and the crowd trampled her to death. This was so awful that in the days after, two more police officers committed suicide. It was battle for sure. Only for the first time, Americans fought against America's government. And without a government, no matter who is president, Dictators walk in and will make this a hell on earth. So what happened to the vice president, Mike Pence? He's a Republican. You could hear mostly men, but some women shouting, hang Mike Pence, hang Mike Pence. If you looked outside on the grounds, Someone had built a hanging scaffold with a working noose dangling from it. That's what happened in the Old West. These guys also wanted to kill the leader of the House of Representatives. I mentioned her earlier, Speaker Pelosi. They broke into her office, but she was not there. You could hear one guy in this really creepy voice shouting, Nancy, oh, Nancy, where are you? Where were they? Well, let's save that for next week. During this history, you are living. Chapter one, the end. You've been listening to the Three White Lions podcast with me, Gloria Christie. You can find my articles on bipartisanreport.com or Substack under one word, Gloria Christie Report. And this is my newsletter. My author's page is on Facebook at Gloria Christie Reports. I hope to see you next Monday. And next Thursday again.
Good night. Sleep well.